Hi, I'm Alan. And I'm Alexis. We had five kids in seven years. People think we're crazy, and sometimes we think they might be right. But most of the time, we love it. We hope this is a place where you can learn to be a better parent, but without taking yourself too seriously. Whether you're a new parent or have a few years under your belt, we hope you can find something new to think about. Or laugh about. After all, this is Parenting in Real Life. Hello and welcome to episode 35 of Parenting in Real Life. So before we start our Parenting in Real Life moment, we wanted to share uh, our little adventures that we had this last week. Uh, We flew with our five kids to and from Utah. First time ever we've we've flown with our kids. We actually have an episode about flying with your kids. So if you're doing that, check that out. Uh, But it was an experience. We did an episode about that? (laughs) How did we do that before we flew with our kids? We had there were like tips because we knew we were going to be flying with our kids. Oh, we're good. <laughs> Except I don't think we we didn't listen to it before we flew with our kids, so I don't know if we actually did any of the tips that we suggested. Oh, man, that is not even ringing a bell. <laughs> I'm sure it was highly impactful for all of you. It was totally good. Um, but so when we flew. To Utah, flying was actually pretty good. I felt like the kids did really good. They were so excited to fly. And the actual flying part was pretty decent. Yep. It's just everything else. (laughs) It's getting into the airport, onto the plane, between planes, and at the other end that make flying the worst for us. So when we got to Utah, it was about 1030 at night, Mountain Standard Time. So that's an hour before us so it was late and we were waiting for our um bus to take us to our rental car place because it was off site of the airport and it took forever for them to show up and the kids are just sitting there like why aren't we sitting here why are we not going over and over again and we're like we know there's nothing we can do we're waiting to <laughs> it was one of those moments as a parent where i was like yeah get mad this is ridiculous <laughs> i was not at my parenting best and then on the way home, we flew back again and got home 10.30 our time, which wasn't as bad. But this time when we landed, at the same time, a thunderstorm started and there was lightning. And so they couldn't take our bags off the plane because of the lightning storm. So we had to sit and wait for the lightning to clear a five-mile radius is what they were waiting for. And then once they got the clear, then they could unload all of our stuff and we can get it. But it was just dumping rain outside. And Alan went with the boys to go get the car. And if you know Alan at all, you know that he hates being wet (laughs) with his clothes on. It's the worst. I don't even wash my hands because I hate getting my, like, the shirt sleeves wet. (laughs) That's kind of sad, but kind of (laughs) true. Okay. That was my excuse for a long time. I now wash my hands. I made him. He washes his hands now. But only my fingers because I really do hate getting my sleeves wet. So it was crazy. I think, did we decide what's better, flying or driving? Um, We're never going to fly again. It's so expensive. After the plane tickets and then paying for your car to be in the parking lot and paying for a rental car, it was it was pricey. Yeah. It's living like the rich right there. But it was kind of nice. It, one of the great things is that it's only one day of your trip versus four, you know? So there were some nice things. But it's just I don't think we'll ever talk about it again because it's just way too expensive. 
we can't afford that every year. We'll be paying for that for 50 years. Yeah. So driving it is, whether we like it or not. And we like it. We like it. We, we don't. <laughs> it's not so bad. It's all right. It's not great. It's not great. But it works. All right. So a couple real life parenting moments, even though those were sort of real. Um, Jack is getting a little sassy. He is. He's well into his terrible twos. And so one of the things that he he just kind of makes these little comments. So we'll be like, okay, Jack, time to go to bed. And he goes, not today. I'm <laughs> <laughs> <just> like, what? <laughs> just little little phrases like that are just like where it just kind of goes against what you say. Nope, not today. <laughs> You're too, kid. You're not even supposed to communicate well. You can't use sassy comments. Uh, Nathan is only slightly ahead of Jack verbally. No, I, I don't no, know. No, he speaks well. <laughs> he was a slow talker. And so that's why, even though he's four, when he says some things, it still takes me by surprise because he was just so late to talk. And now he says things like out of the blue that I didn't know he knew. So we're driving down the road to um, church one day and we're singing in church. And so I'm walking through the lyrics and apparently Nathan didn't know the lyrics were the way I said they were. Cause it's like, dad, you are blowing up my mind. <laughs> and I was like, what you, what? I had no idea that he knew what that was. And clearly he doesn't exactly know what that is, but it was <laughs> hilarious. So kids are fun. I like talking kids. So for today's episode, we wanted to talk about separation anxiety, because this is something that one of our children is struggling with at the moment. Um, so while I was doing research on this, um, we found that separation anxiety, anxiety typically happens in three different stages. Um, there's the baby, the toddler, and then preschool. So we're going to go through each one, but then we're going to focus a little bit on preschool, because that's the one um, we had some issues with lately. And toddler. And toddler. <laughs> I just dealt with toddler today. That's true. Alexis, before we get too far, what is separation anxiety? Uh, separation anxiety is when you go to leave your child and your child does not want you to leave. And often throws tantrums or cries or freaks out and uh, makes it difficult for the parent to leave. Or in father's terms, is being a turd when you're trying to go. <laughs> no, if we're going to talk about how these are like real... Real problems. It's not just your kid being bad. Like, these are real things that are happening. Well, it still feels like they're being a turd. <laughs> so, the first time it happens uh, is as a baby, around eight months old. And this can last a few weeks to a few months. So, there's a couple things you can do to help with that. The first one is... Never um, leave your child. No, that's that's the opposite. <laughs> oh, it would work. Uh, by about six months old, make sure that you're introducing your kids to regular caregivers, such as relatives or babysitter. Um, just give them practice being away from you. Second thing, in all seriousness, is a quick goodbye. If you make it longer, it gives them this idea that like they should be nervous. You know, like they can sense the anticipation. If it's just like, "Hey, see ya. We'll see you later," then everything's good. It's all about helping them be confident. They're like dogs. They can smell fear. Number three is be confident and cheerful as you leave. So make sure you give your kid confidence so they can feel good about where they are. And don't sneak off. I did this today. <laughs> Oops. It's the only way. Um, it tricks your child and breaks their trust. 
Instead, ask the caregiver to redirect your child's attention right after you leave with favorite toy, game of peekaboo, or some new music. So the idea isn't to trick them by leaving, it's to get them redirected quickly after you leave. Mm-hmm. This is hard for me because I still feel like sneaking away is better for everybody, but maybe <laughs> it does make it worse or last longer or whatever. So the second stage is when they're a toddler, and this peaks sometime between 12 months and 24 months. So you got a whole year where this could happen. It's almost their 18-month anniversary to the day in our experience. (laughs) And we know that because in our church, you can't leave kids in the nursery until they're 18 months. We've kind of trial-run our kids when they're 17 months. Not a problem. But then you try a month later when it's their 18-month birthday big problem they freak out consistently (laughs) not all of our kids have but if our kids are going to freak out it's right around that 18 month mark Mm -hmm. Um, this usually happens because uh, the children are developing a strong sense of attachment to the parent and so this is when you'll see the tantrums and the screaming and the hysterical crying love is a battlefield (laughs) so the first thing that you can do um, is develop a goodbye ritual So this reminded me of the book, The Kissing Hand, uh, which is a book that we were given. I think one of our kids were in preschool and it's about this raccoon mom and she kisses the little raccoon kid's hand and just tells him like, when you're at school and if you're nervous or you miss me, just remember that I kissed your hand and you can put your hand on your cheek and it's like mom's with you. So you can do something like that to give your child something to like comfort them. I'm sure you said good things right then, but all I could think about was the cool handshakes that sports players have with each of their teammates. <laughs> and now I want to make cool handshakes to say goodbye to all of my kids. There you go. Do a secret handshake. That'd be sweet. I'll get a couple links of some awesome ones. They do like <laughs> very elaborate ones and all of them are different with all of their teammates. It's awesome. There's also a teacher I saw, like a sixth grade teacher, and he had a different handshake for all 30 kids in his class. What? And like every day when they come in, they all have this like five to 10 second handshake. Oh it's, my gosh nuts how do you remember that? awesome because he's legit i guess like i would not i don't think i'd be able to remember all the different handshakes of all the different give kids. that man a race i don't care what he's teaching him <laughs> give that man a race the next one is give your child a small job shut the door when mommy leaves for work um and that's definitely helped with jack right yeah uh he has a really hard time when alan leaves for work and he takes a uh, girls to school too so so does alexis she often has some emotional hours <laughs> oh, after I go to work. <laughs> That's true. Don't leave me here by myself. <laughs> well, Jack has a hard time. So you usually say, okay, Jack, can you shut the door? And then, because he loves shutting doors. So he'll shut the garage door. And then usually he's fine right after that. She just shuts the door and it's over and we move on. So that, that really helps him. Mm-hmm. Doesn't work as well when we're both leaving. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and then he's like, no, I'm not going to shut the door. Um, The other one is provide an ETA. If your toddler doesn't know what an ETA is, you might just describe it as, I'm going to be back after snack time. Or after lunch or at bedtime. Mm Because the boys always ask, like, when's dad going to be home? And I'm like, not until dinner time. Mm -hmm. That helps them know that when we get to dinner, then dad will be home. Uh, The fourth one is remind your toddler that you're always going to return. And this, of course, reminds us of Daniel Daniel Tiger. Tiger. They sing a song about grown-ups coming back. Do you want to sing it, Alan? Grown-ups come back. Not their best work musically, (laughs) but good message. (laughs) 
And for your preschooler, this is when it really gets obnoxious. Because you've been leaving them, presumably, with people and at places for a long time. And they decide to bring it back. So, this is usually because of a new stress. Like a new sibling, going to a new school for the first time, some stressful illness in the family, different house. Fortunately, the anxiety relapse usually lasts only a few weeks, according to experts. So, And that's been true for us with Nathan. Um, he's been much better even though he did have a big resurge after baby number five. Well, it was before baby number five. So you feel it coming. Yeah, it was the weirdest thing. So he loved preschool. He was going to preschool just fine. And then we went on Christmas break. And then when we got back, all of a sudden he did not want to be at preschool. And he cried every time, like just in the car going. He didn't want to go. And I would have to like drag him in and he would be holding onto my leg really tight and he wouldn't go. And he has lots of friends in the class and, and we hadn't had the baby yet. I just couldn't figure out like why this was happening. Like he usually had so much fun there and then now he didn't want to be there. So, so those giant four-year-old bullies. <laughs> No, nothing like that. He didn't ever say, like, there are other kids bugging him or anything. We just, I don't know. I couldn't figure it out. Um, but what worked for him was I was talking to his teachers a little bit, and they told him that if he could come in with a smile on his face the next time we had preschool, that they would give him a sticker. And that was all he needed. So next time, I'm and I kind of reinforced it before we got there. I'm like, okay, remember, if you're happy... Like, your teachers are going to give you a sticker, and you can choose anyone that you want. And he was like, okay. So we got there, and he just plastered this smile on his face. It was hilarious because you could tell it was totally fake. And he was just like, had the super grit on his face. Like, I'm, I'm being happy. I'm really trying. And his teachers noticed, and he did great. And they gave him a sticker. And then from that time on, he didn't have any problems anymore. And so that's all he needed was just some positive reinforcement from his teachers. So the tips that they recommend is first let your child know it's okay to feel nervous. So at this age, they're you've hopefully watched some Daniel Tiger with them, <laughs> talked about feelings, lots of feeling talk on Daniel Tiger. Um, so talk to them that this is what it feels like to feel nervous, and that's okay and normal, and here's some things that you can do when you're nervous and overcome it. The second one is to plan some extra one-on-one -on -one time with your kid. We've talked a lot about one-on-one -on -one time in this podcast, so... Up, up, up your one-on-one -on -one time with your, your kids. kids are struggling, spend more time with them. Just mm -hmm. what you want to do, right? <laughs> you probably do. I probably don't. But you're a good parent, and I'm doing a podcast about this. <laughs> so, um, Number three is develop a predictable bedtime routine. Always important just to give them a sense of order, right? Like make sure sleep isn't a part of the problem. And then the fourth one is do your best not to cave in. Um, a preschool who is experiencing separation anxiety, they can regress in other ways. Um, so maybe they want their pacifier back or maybe they want to sleep in your bed. But it's important that <laughs> you, yeah, we don't do that. It's important that you don't give in. And even though you're tired and maybe you're fed up with the whole situation, you can't give in because um, in the article it says more than anything, a kid needs structure and routine. And then if you give it back to them, like a pacifier back, it's just going to be even harder to take it away again. So stick to your guns and keep their other routines going. Yep. That's tough parenting one-on-one right there. It is really hard. Our kids, our girls, our seven- and five-year-old, 
were saying, you hate us, don't you? Because we were, quote, unquote, punishing them by making them clean their room. <laughs> Alan's it, doing air quotes, you can't see. It was <laughs> just heartless of us. <laughs> we don't love them. It's not fair. And this is one of those times where it's like, no, this is fair. It's your room and your mess. And you're going to learn to like it. They won't like it, but they're going to learn to do it. <laughs> so we didn't give in tonight, but it is hard. We've given in before. Mm-hmm. Also, if your kids are starting a new school for the first time and are have anxiety about beginning a new school, um, I found a really great resource on pbs.org about some things you can do with that. So um, if you're interested, there's a link in the show notes. It's at http colon slash slash www. I'm just kidding. Oh, no. Like, don't read that whole thing. <laughs> it's so long. Uh, just to wrap up, um, it's important when you're doing this to think about the stage they're at, right? Like the tips were a little different for a baby, um, toddler, and preschooler. And the reason why they're doing it might be a little different. So... Um, just remember to reassure your kid it's going to be okay. Give them some age-appropriate help that we talked about and uh, stick to your guns. It's good for you to get away from your kids. It's good for you. It's good for your kids. <laughs> Everybody needs time away from your kids. So don't cave in and just not leave your kid for three years. Stick, Some, stick sometimes that feels easier. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sometimes it, you yeah, know, I mean, it's worked for us, but we don't recommend it. <laughs> no. I, sometimes we're not great at leaving our kids like with babysitters and stuff because we're, <laughs> and we're, we don't live close to family. It's not like we're leaving our kids with grandparents all the time. So we haven't been awesome at that. But um, I think it's definitely important to it's good for you to get out, you know, get out with your spouse, get out and with your friends, go do things. And if you can leave a happy kid behind, that's a little bit easier. Yep. All right, thanks for listening. That's a wrap. You can follow us on Instagram. We're at PIRL Podcast or Alexis Tanner Lane. You can also tweet us at Alexis Tanner One or Alan T. Tanner. And and (laughs) you didn't go, so I was going to go by you. She's a thief. Or email us at parentinginreallifepodcast at gmail.com. And find us on Patreon. That's where you can support us and donate so that we can keep doing what we're doing and that's www.patreon.com slash p-i-r-l or there's a link in our instagram profile and make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcast and while you're there give us a rating um we'd really appreciate that helps other people find our podcast yes please and a special thanks to our five kids for being kids Drop a beat. I'm not good at that. You're probably way better at beatboxing. No? No. Boots and cats? Never heard anything better. <laughs>